Hey, Tim. How's it going? Hey, David. It's going great. I got my little dog, Sylvester, here sleeping beside me in the podcasting studio. He always loves it when I do podcasting. Um, he, I don't know what he loves about this room, but uh, he comes in here I, and he looks at me until I go get his cushion. And then yeah. I bring his cushion into the room and he lays down beside me and uh, we podcast together. It's fun. That's very nice. Yeah. Sylvester, the podcasting dog. You'll have to bring him into an episode sometime. Yeah. Not now, though. But not while he's uh, sleeping. He's, he's fast asleep. Yeah. We don't want to bug him. Uh, today, I wanted to ask about minimalism. So I, I before it was popular on Netflix, I read The uh, Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo. Um, and so it's the, 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 it's the most recent big minimalist kick. Um, and it really sold me like hook, line and sinker. So I got rid of a ton of my stuff. Um, and I also at the same time was like, I did a, a Buddhist retreat. And so like, I ended up oh. sleeping on a mattress on the floor. I was like, Oh, very minimalist, like nothing in my bedroom at all. And I think I tend to go to extremes just generally. And so now I'm trying to re-increment up a bit from a pretty basic uh, starting point. Right. But it's made me really try to think about material values generally. Um, and so even things I used to take for granted, like wearing a watch or, or wearing rings, like I'm not married, but uh, just really everything. So I'm, I'm interested in like, I get even anxiety looking at all of the books behind you because it's like so many books. Yeah. Um, and so I'm wondering what your thoughts are around, like, have you have, do you have any knowledge or experience with minimalism and, and what's your approach to material values? Yeah. I, I mean, I, well, I'll say when I went through, uh, my divorce, you know, from my first wife, I basically had a backpack and um and that was it right and i had to like sleep on couches and find you know i i had nothing and mm. uh, in a way i never felt more free like it just felt light not having to deal with all this stuff not having you know because at a certain certain point you know it's hard to tell whether you own stuff or the stuff owns you yeah uh, you know what i mean like you, you the more stuff you have the more stressed you get about losing it and the more you have to maintain it and take care of it and like make sure you know so so i i definitely uh see the value of minimalism and you know the way i kind of think about things now in terms of material possessions is um you know does essentially to, to quote that uh that asian chick on uh netflix does it spark mary condo mary yeah. condo there we go does it spark joy for me right and um and and if it doesn't then yeah i don't want it like and, and part of that is because you know i've had to we've had to move as a family probably four or five times over the last four years um just dealing with politics and a shifting work environment and you know those kinds of things so the more stuff we have the more of a pain in the butt it is so you know liquidating a lot of stuff that that i, I didn't need or didn't spark joy anymore was an important part of that i guess yeah, one thing I there used to be this Molson Canadian commercial where a guy it's at, he's at the baggage claim and it just a toothbrush comes out and he had checked a toothbrush and he puts it in the toothbrush holder and it's like less baggage is more freedom less is more right, <laughs> right, um, right. and so this is my fourth third time basically living out of a suitcase uh, for like a prolonged period of time 
and it is very freeing like because i now know that i don't need i don't need any of the stuff that's that i have in storage right now um and it's because and but when i'm there it's like oh i can't get rid of any of this stuff when you're in it it feels so important but it's what it fundamentally comes down to is it's your values about why or how something does spark joy right because there are some people who will use that Mary Kondo method, and they'll say, oh, no, I love all of this stuff, right? I have right. a room full of thousands of tchotchkes and other yeah, things, yeah. but I love them. And that's how I used to be as well, because I've always been an extremist. So I used to, like, when I went traveling, I'd buy so many souvenirs, and they all had, like, important value lessons I associated right. with them. And it was like, oh, yes, this all sparks joy. So how do you decide, like, what are what are, what is your approach to... The actual things that do spark joy, right? Like this glass, does it spark joy? Or this, uh, and even still, some stuff you can choose to get rid of. Yeah, no, that's a good question. I mean, I, I really don't know how much I have to contribute here because I, I, I haven't really thought about about it. I, I will say that over the years, I have certainly, um, <laughs> I, I guess, recognized. The, the 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 burden of having stuff right and mm. so you know i buy a lot less stuff these days it's a, and so to me it's like i i ask myself um will this make my life better will this uh will this eventually own me <laughs> or you know will this just make allow me to live my values you know I, i've I, I live and ironically, the reason I live a life of meaning is because I almost died in a hoarder's house that was on fire, right? And so yeah. I'm sure that that hoarder would say all that stuff that almost killed me was sparking joy or like had some value yeah. to that they couldn't get rid of it, right? And yeah. so maybe maybe that's also part of why I, I have no problem getting rid of something that in the past I would have said, oh, no way, I can't afford to lose that. Like I, I might need it someday, like someday in the future. And I still have a little bit of that, but I, I certainly, you know, since that time, it's all been all about the meaning. And I've noticed yeah. that some of my stuff slows me down, right? Like when yeah. I'm moving from one house to another or one place to another to do pursue my purpose in life if that stuff is slowing me down and not going to contribute to to what i'm doing that then it becomes easy to get rid of and and then when i'm thinking about a new purchase it's like uh what do i need more do i need that forty thousand dollars or do i need that pickup truck right yeah well i don't really need that pickup truck like i i might need that to have that utility once or twice a year but i can borrow a truck or i can rent one or i can do something like i i but yet that forty thousand dollars could really help me like maybe i'll just get you know a a little vehicle and so you know right now for example i drive a car that i paid three grand for from uh, an old lady that was going into a nursing home right it's not your typical uh, jacked up albertan uh (laughs) masculine like uh with truck nuts hanging off the back and yeah. diesel stacks and, and that sort of thing. Because to me, uh, you know, uh, virtue signaling my, my resources, which is what essentially a it is. Ha- having a, a fancy vehicle is, is not a, as high a value as just getting from point A to point B and having some financial, a little bit of financial freedom that I yeah. wouldn't otherwise have if I bought an expensive truck truck that that made me feel good or like 
look good to other people or something like that, right? Yeah. So definitely the worst decision I ever made was buying my brand new car when I did as a dumb 23 year old or 22 year old, because it was definitely that I just wanted to look good in a car. And it was completely impractical. But I you touched on two different aspects of psychology, basically. So one made me think of, okay, hoarders, people would agree are like somewhat, there's some psychological problem there when it's literally actively detrimenting their life. But it made me think maybe there's a spectrum between hoarder and minimalist because everyone, mm. everyone hoards and has a hard time getting rid of some stuff to some degree or they don't. Um, but also I think the more important part that is in line with that is the idea of purpose. Right. When you actually have values and purpose in life generally that you're pursuing, you essentially don't have holes to fill. Right. People buy yeah. things to just occupy their time often because it's right. not difficult to make the decision. I have a purpose I want to achieve. This thing aids in that purpose. Yep. And if you can make then it's an easy purchase and it doesn't even factor into your mind. Do I need it or not? It's like, yes, this is clearly and there's some gray area within there, let's say, but right. that's not the way most people look at things. And so I think a lot of it is just people don't have purpose. And so they occupy themselves with stuff. And they also yeah. think, oh, if I do have stuff, people will think I can get stuff and people will think I'm of value. Yeah. And there, there's probably something to that. I mean, there, there's probably a reason why young men like to buy uh, are, are focused on vehicles, right? Because that really is a sim symbol to others of your status in a sense, right? Mm -hmm. Like it, it, it's a re tangible thing in how much, how much resources you can, uh, you can marshal. Right. And I, I think it's the same with like diamond rings, right? Engagement rings or something like that. Like, um, there's absolutely no purpose. It's a, it, it on the surface, it's a complete and utter waste of money, right? To, to buy this expensive rock, rock that does absolutely <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Uh, but what it does do is it, it, it is the, the symbolism, I guess, behind it is that I can buy a bigger rock. I can you? buy a bigger rock <laughs> and I have resources and I'm willing to give those resources to you uh, and, and dedicate them to you. So, you know, I've come to yeah. see, you know, that, okay, they're, they're uh, like, I've come to not, not pew poo and, and be, totally dismissive of those types of things because okay. okay even as bullshit as it seems from purely logical perspective um there is a rationale behind it right and yeah you know you could argue about that but um but but it does have some utility in a social sense right like the, yeah. the guy that drives the jacked up truck that that he, like he probably does get higher quality women or like attract he has more options available to him than a guy who's driving a little uh vehicle that he got from a granny right yeah now i got my wife a pretty decent diamond ring so i don't need to drive that <laughs> i got her on lockdown she can just look at that ring if she wants to know my commitment to her and yeah. and and by the way i'm driving the the shit box vehicle while she's driving the nice safe suv again because yeah. i value her safety i want her to be safe it's i yeah. seem feel like it's my purpose as a man to protect my family and yeah i'm going to drive the little shit box car that's less safe than the other thing because that that's kind of where my values are right so right and that's why I do think like people's stuff, like most things in their life, reflect their values. And so I think it kind of, you know, I want to 
talk a bit about the psychology of consumerism or marketing like speak and like it gets a lot of I mean it's labeled as capitalism outright which is wrong right. but this consumerist mentality where people are so easily convinced of what they need and they need to just buy yeah. and buy and buy well and let, so, let, let, let me yeah. just say in the last two days I've been convinced that I need to buy that new Tesla truck and I need a <laughs> set of uh, virtual reality goggles right. uh, and so this conversation has been nice and sobering for me so far <laughs> so, yeah okay I, I, I've just been spewing all the bullshit about how I only buy stuff that uh, provide purpose to my life and yet I've been tempted by this marketing and consumerist mentality to be like ooh, maybe like wouldn't it be great to have that right. um so i mean you know I, i'm not above all this stuff i guess is what i'm saying oh me neither i definitely i one thing that i'm definitely sold on all the time is at restaurants like when they sell like they have their feature item or new or whatever i'm like ooh, it yeah. always catches my attention so i definitely and i i definitely buy into the marketing stuff as well but why do you, people now spend beyond their means as well, right? There's a huge, like people have, I think there's a huge debt crisis. People put stuff on credit. And I mean, I was also, uh, I, uh, I don't know the right term, but I did that as well. What, do you think it's purely just like people have misaligned values or don't have values? Is it, are material things really just kind of like cut and dry like that? Um, I, yeah, I think people don't really think about their values or um, think about meaning, right? We, I mean, we have become such a, you know, part of the part of the reason this is is because of the environment, the culture we live in, right? And that culture is emerges from the state and from central banking quite often. Well, central banking to me is what's really driving consumerism because mm. it literally punishes saving and investment and delaying gratification right. in favor of, uh, you know, immediate gratification because loans are so cheap, you're encouraged to get loans. So it's artificially low. And, and that bill is, is pushed down to future generations. Um, you know, it creates a monetary bubble and an inflationary bubble, but you're kind of uh, dumb to not take advantage of that um, and get cheap loans, you know, and and buy things. Now, a smart person would would leverage that into something that creates value. But mm -hmm. most of us are just like, oh, uh, you know, I can keep up with the Joneses. I can get a, a nice right. new vehicle. I can get a bigger house. And, you know, I remember in Fort McMurray, um, there was because of the, the low interest rates and how easy it was to get uh, a mortgage. Uh, people were just buying houses and speculating, right? So they'd buy numerous houses because the housing prices were ramping up because of demand. And and you know all it took was a little bit of a rise in interest rates to ruin a lot of people because mm -hmm. they were they they were following this easy money, right? And they they just they didn't understand where the value of homes came from and they just thought it would keep rising forever and all these kinds of things. So people, yeah, they, they don't think very deeply about these things and they're just kind of driven by um, by the surface stuff, by the surface incentives and signals, I think, to a large extent. And so what do you think about the reverse of people like pledging minimalism or, or thinking there's virtue and value in doing away with material goods. Cause that's what I was, I was on that kick for a while and I didn't see how these, some material goods actually do add significant value to my life. I didn't like the idea of deriving any value from my relationship with material goods. It should all, I should just sit on, in a, in the forest and be 
whole, right? Right. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess you can you can go either way with that, right? And and I mean, like thinking about. Well, wait, sorry, I want to say that like I don't think most people are my extreme, right. but there is like a growing minimalism sure. movement and these sorts of things. Sorry to interrupt, but I want to say it yes. is not just the Buddhists, right? No, and and you know my my good friend and campaign manager Matthew Johnston Johnson, who's like kind of like the Kaiser Soze of the liberty movement in Canada. He's he's like the dark figure in the shadows that no one ever sees, but he's like connected to everything. Uh, he he subscribes to kind of a minimalist lifestyle, and sometimes it's a pain in the ass because he doesn't have internet. Like he has to go to a cafe to get internet, right? And I'm yeah. like, well, dude, why don't you just like you're you're a well off guy. You know, like he's he's got no shortage of wealth, uh, but he lives in this tiny little apartment. He doesn't like ha even have internet, and, and you know he he it, that's a pain in the ass. And so yeah, I think maybe like it 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 detracts from what he's trying to do in life, which is you know he does he writes a lot of articles, he submits things, he has communications like the internet just get it like just just get <laughs> get some freaking wi-fi it, yeah. your life life purpose is clearly to spread ideas and connect people and help people you know and like why would you like so i i think you know it if you are like dogmatic about it and you're minimalist for minimalism's sake rather than for because it 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 contributes to my life meaning so the way i would think about it is you know, you want to think about every decision you make and decisions to purchase things and ha have material things fall into this about does it contribute to my life purpose? Does it contribute to meaning or not? And if it does, then you sh there should be no hesitation to purchasing it and having it. Uh, but if it doesn't, then um, then don't. Right. And and so like in Matthew's case, I would say, like, get get the damn Internet, son, and yeah. <laughs> your life will be better. Right. You're, you're, it'll enhance your your purpose allow you to do more things that you want to do with your life but uh you know so that, that's kind of how i think about it um now that being said i think you also kind of go through different stages in life too like right mm -hmm. now you're a free free man in a sense you're a bit of a vagabond you're traveling from place to place yeah. and you're learning a lot about the world at some point you may find some value in in settling down and and finding a woman and having a home base right and and there's an incredible amount of freedom in that as well okay and like uh, I, I sure i can't just pick up and go to uh florida or like move across the country and do this or that um but i i don't want to right my my right. purpose in life is communicating big ideas it's connecting with people it's writing it's having doing video content it's all these things that I'm better able to do at a home base. And Absolutely. by the way, uh, you know, I don't have to think about moving. I don't think have to think about the logistics of packing some things up or figuring out what my, like, I just don't have to spend extra effort doing those things. I don't even have to think about what am I going to eat for supper and how am I going to meal prep and stuff? Because I, ha I have a wonderful wife who takes care of that stuff. I, I don't even ask her to, but I'm grateful that she does. So, you know, all these, that, that just opens up my time and gives me all this freedom to do, things like this podcast we're doing this morning right and i think the most important thing is that people need to have a purpose and meaning in life right and then they can right. use material goods accordingly um rather than just again filling a hole in a lot of senses like people just buy things and it's also the kick of the actual purchase 
buying sure. something feels good, right? It's yeah. the same as any other addiction. There's lots of people who are uh, shopping addicts as well. I want to, I do want to ask about another one, like different take on the similar thing is the sort of renewal industry. So there are some people who buy a new iPhone every year, right? right? And like, what do you think of that? Is it really like the new, the iPhone 11 is just so much better than the iPhone 10 that they need it? Or is it, is it in a similar vein of just the materialism in that sense generally? Yeah, I, again, I think it is, it's this idea that we, we, you know, quite often we fool ourselves into thinking that our emotions are our thoughts, right? And mm. it's like, okay, oh, that really tweaks some you know, part of my amygdala and like, I, I want that, that iPhone. And now I'm going to ex post facto justify that desire. Right. And so again, having a system of thinking about these things is important uh, because, you know, it, it understanding, first of all, that marketing and all these tools are designed to get you feeling a particular way and that we are emotional beings first before we are rational beings. Um, that, But that thing that makes us human is our rationality and we need to employ that and use it. It, it helps to have kind of a system of thinking about things. And I feel the same thing. It's like, ooh, look at that iPhone. I wonder mm -hmm. what I could do with that. Like, how much better would my life be? But then I have to think about myself, okay, what do I actually need an iPhone for? What purpose does it serve? How does it contribute to my meaning in life? Is my purpose being adequately served by the iPhone I have now? If the answer to that is yes, then I, I, I don't want that iPhone because I want the money more than I want that iPhone. I want the ability to use that money for something right. else I could have that that would contribute to purpose, purchase uh, my purpose. And maybe that's buying ads, or maybe that's uh, you know buying a subscription to Adobe to do video editing, or maybe that like there are a hundred other things I could do that right. would be more valuable than buying that iPhone. Or I maybe think... I just take that money and save it for because I don't know what I don't know yet. Maybe in Man. five four or five months, I'll, I'll need to make a purchase of something because an opportunity will present itself and not having that money will limit me and not be allow me to pursue that purpose. So I, again, having that system of thinking of, do I need this? Are, are my needs met in this area? And, yeah. and will this contribute to my meaning more than I already have and no, like I got an iPhone eight. Great. Uh, you know, I bought that because my iPhone five or six or whatever it was, uh, died and I needed an iPhone. Okay. Well, I have to make that per purchase and I'll buy the newest one or whatever. Um, and, yeah. and you know, it's good enough until it's not good enough, right? If it starts to lag a lot, if it's slow, if, uh, you know, you know, and I guess Apple, I've heard that they build in kind of planned obsolescence yeah. into their thing, which is a pain in the ass, but you know, it's, the reality and it's like yeah okay at the, at the point when it becomes a pain in the ass and this phone starts slowing me down then i'll upgrade it but right now that's not happening and i think one thing you touched on that's important is yeah people tend to just make purchase decisions as if it's a binary decision but it's really what are all of the other things i'm not buying because right. i'm buying this Right? Exactly. And it's not just do I want this or not? Should I buy this or not? It's what are all of the other things that somewhere in my mind I do or could want? And people have that. They just don't access it properly. And again, a big thing is they have no they have no uniting purpose in, in which to assess things around. But that's such an important mindset to have generally is what are all of the things I'm choosing to not buy in this moment 
yep. because I'm buying the iPhone, let's say. Yeah, and I mean, these are conversations you can have in relationships too, because you have relationship goals as well. Like, okay, mm -hmm. maybe we want to buy a house, right? And and stop renting. And and then, you, you know, you notice your wife buying all these things online from Amazon, just a, a new little thing here, a little tchotchke there. And it's like, okay, do you want those tchotchkes more than you want a house? Like, let's have right. a discussion about this because those tchotchkes, uh, you know, aren't like, it's not a zero sum game here or it is a zero sum game actually, because it, yeah. if you spend st your money on that, we, we can't spend that money on a house, a house that we might buy. Right. So what's more important to you and let's have that values talk and, and you know, then, then you can work these things out together in a relationship as well. Um, but it's, again, it's important to be able to talk about those things. It's important to be able to understand that you're exactly right, that every purchase you make is not just, it's also an opportunity cost. It's you're buying that thing as opposed to the billion other things you could have bought with that right. money. And are you sure that that's the best thing you could have bought with it? Right. And if it's not, well, maybe you should just hold on to that money and wait until you find something that, yeah, I need that more than I need the money and more than I need anything else in the world and think about things that way. Right. I think that makes a lot of sense. One last question. How often do you think, should I buy this or should I buy this amount of gold? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think about that. Well, I, I don't think about that often when it like, because I just don't make that many purchases. Mm. Uh, like I don't buy a things you know like if yeah. i buy a thing it's because i need a tool to fix something in the house i just go buy and i don't think you know doesn't even yeah. but what i do think about is i have money set aside and saved and what's the best thing to do with that money should i leave it in the bank should i buy gold should i put it in, in some kind of investment should i have it liquid cash because uh you know the stock market's on the verge of crashing and there's going to be a bunch of businesses on sale very soon and yeah. i can clean house when <laughs> I have that money in liquid, it's going to be harder if it's in gold. Like those are the kinds of things I think about. So to me, it's about, uh, about that store of value that I'm setting aside, mm -hmm. uh, for, for that thing that I might need someday. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't, I, I don't feel like I make frivolous purchases, although, you know, I, I came close to just a Tesla truck and VR yeah, goggles, VR goggles. I'm thinking about Christmas time. I'm like, damn, it'd be kind of nice to get those VR goggles. If I, uh, now that <laughs> just I have ask Santa, then you don't have yeah, to pay for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Except Santa, Santa draws out of my bank account and, <laughs> and uh, purchases what? those things. So yeah, he's, he's a bugger that way. Right. He's not yeah. as selfless as we thought, but all right. Well, good luck. I hope you get everything you want for Christmas. Yeah, I just want money in the bank, maybe a gold <laughs> bar. <laughs> I, I do I want, think about it. I will be very pleased when I can buy a gold, if I can ever buy a gold bar, a one kilogram gold bar. That would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. You could, put all it right. there. You could use it as a paperweight. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know what all you could do with it, but I'm sure you could do something cool. Yeah, I'll get instead of an engagement ring, I can give it to my wife. Have her carry that around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right, thanks, Tim. Turn turn it into like a ball and chain or something like that. 